Yeah, for sure. Because you look like hell. You look like 10 pounds of bull shoved into a five pound bag. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you on that because it's probably true. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula of America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon, and this is the Sao Paulo Grand Prix review. And uh, if you listen to the last one, you know that I actually went to this race this weekend, which is why this is coming out a day late. And I didn't get in until like one o'clock in the morning and back up at six this morning. So I'm running on fumes today. You look like you're running on fumes. I don't doubt it. But I got my Celsius. We're going to pick it up. But before <laughs> actually, before we get into this, I do go on to say one thing. We just reached a milestone last week. We hit over 10,000 streams for the podcast, which is crazy to me. That's crazy. We started this less than a year ago. Oh, yeah. I remember the first couple of podcasts we were having like eight listens and they were like me, you and our friends. Yeah. Well, I still remember <laughs> so, like the how it got started. I was drinking bourbon on the couch and you texted me and were like, we should start a podcast. Like, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> like Two a week later, later <laughs> we ordered all of our stuff. And <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's awesome. I think that's pretty damn cool. So thank you, everybody that listens to this. Absolutely. Now, Let's talk about this weekend, man. So first, let's let's get the ultra tired just got back, Kurt. <laughs> how how was the Brazilian Grand Prix whole experience? So the experience as a whole was it was cool, but honestly, if I had my choice, I would go back to Mexico City. Um logistically, getting down to Brazil kind of sucks. It's taxing. It's from Atlanta, my flight was 10 hours and from California, my buddies was 12 hours. Um but you know what? It was a cool experience. The city's cool. It's massive. Uh, but the, the the fan and the watching experience was better, in my opinion, in Mexico. You said that the grandstands was like general admission grandstands. So you didn't have assigned seats, so you still had to yeah, get right. there early. Yeah, that takes away all the fun of you know having grandstands because you can arrive when you want to. But if there's no assigned seats, if you don't get there early, you're not going to get a good spot. And those bleachers were filled. And yeah, the soccer cool. hooligans were everywhere. <laughs> there was almost a complete soccer hooligan beatdown between <laughs> a group of Argentinians and a group of uh, Brazilians. And they were, they were relentless. Every day you could count on them. They were coming by with their flags. And it just got more and more extravagant as the days went on. It was a great, great experience, though. Definitely, you know, that's my fourth GP that I've gone to now. Third different location. So another notch on the belt. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Well, let's get into this weekend. I mean, so, so we had one practice on Friday, which was nothing crazy. I know we had a little bit of contact between, was it Piastri and Hulkenberg? Kind of just turned into each other. There's, there's a little bit. Everybody was out on the track. I mean, it was a jam-packed session for sure. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely had to make up uh, for their lack of time by getting out there. But yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy happened on that. I would say the biggest thing that I thought was interesting is both Red Bulls ran hard tires the entire time. And you read every report. They, everyone was like, the hard tires are going to be crap here. Like, no one's going to use them. So I really wonder if Red Bull did that to see what their long runs could be on the hard tires or were just trying to manage tire allocation and didn't want to burn through any softs or mediums. But they ran hards the entire First practice, interesting. I interesting. did not notice that. Yeah. Um, I know you were watching everything in, in uh, 
Portuguese. They kept on trying to send you like nuggets of information, like during the red flag and stuff. Like, hey, it's going to restart at this time. I was like, I don't know if you're actually getting any of this information. The, <laughs> the only information I could get from the race was the driver team radios because that was all in English. Everything else, I was completely lost in the sauce. No clue what was going on. <laughs> There was actually a guy sitting next to us that was able to uh, translate for us every now and then. His English wasn't the best, but it was enough where we could figure it out. Good enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we get to qualifying. Um, qualifying was crazy because rain was expected at any time, right? Like there was clouds looming. You had Ferrari saying in Q1, rain was expected in two minutes. So you had flurries of people coming out because you didn't know when the rain was coming. Then the rain never came until the very end. Like it was a wild session. It was. Um, and it was, you could see the rain on from the distance because where Interlagos, the track is, it's kind of a little elevated. So you could see a lot of the, you know, the city in the periphery or whatever. And you could see there's rain out there. It's like, it's, yeah. is it going to come over here though? And every once in a while we get a couple sprinkles and then the shit hit the fan. <laughs> it was ridiculous. We saw it turned the impending to night. doom. It did. We saw the impending doom and we looked at each other like, we should leave. <laughs> like, we're going to be in danger. And so we left uh, right between after Q2 going into Q3. And legitimately, as soon as we stepped in the cab, it's like somebody turned the lights off and it's, it sounded like the car was getting pelted by like rocks or something. Trees and limbs were uh, falling all over the city. It was like we we're having to dodge things in the streets. It was wild. It was That's a crazy. crazy experience. So I'm definitely glad that we left and we didn't watch. And then they ended up, you know, red flagging the session and ending it yep. anyways. And then we all had old Lance Stroll in P3. <laughs> well, I think we were all surprised. Q1, we had both AlphaTauris go out. And after their showing in Mexico, they looked competitive. To have both Alpha Tauris go out, Botas Sergeant and Zhou Guan Yu, both Alpha Romeos as well, was a little bit surprising. I was kind of like, oh, like people weren't expecting Alpha Tauri to do well this weekend, but I was really hoping for kind of a underdog coming out to fight. And instead, somehow we had Aston Martin coming out to fight and Alpha Tauri <laughs> way in the back. Yeah, I think uh, Mexico gave us all a little glimmer of hope. And then, I think that I, glimmer is still there. It's it, still it is. there. It, it but, didn't show uh, up on Friday, but it was there yeah. over the weekend, I think. Q2, we had both Haas's go out, both Alpines go out, and Alex Albon go out. Uh, the Williams just, this track was not for them uh, at all. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was not a good weekend for those guys. And then, yeah, Q1 was, or Q3, excuse me, was kind of crazy with that impending doom looming. You know, everyone ran out there, and Oscar Piastri went, ended up off track, and they were talking about on the TV how much the track changed. The track dropped like 10 degrees. Um, you know, they were talking about it a lot in Mexico, but like just how alive these tracks are and how fast they can change. And with how aerodynamically sensitive these cars are, you can have cars get turned on and turned off very quickly due to the, how alive the track is. And you saw it happen going into Q3. It was pretty wild. And all of a sudden you have Lance Stroll and P3 and, Alonzo on P4 and Leclerc in P2 and just kind of everyone all over the place. It was it was a wild session. Yeah, for sure. And while we were sitting there, we went from being, you know, in the sun, sweating, super hot to, you know, within a matter of minutes, we could feel that temperature change in the air. And, uh, you know, before you know it, it's like super cool, like to the point where I could have put a hoodie on 
and that was all in the span of a couple minutes and the wind gusts were massive out there because we were right yeah. there around turn 12 and uh so you know the wind was gusting all over the place so you could tell that you know any car coming out around that turn is going to have some variable conditions that they're going to have to navigate so it's definitely not easy no not at all great session though it was kind of lining up for a really good uh sunday having lance and alonzo in there it was very surprising to see what the aston martins who are back to guitar spec both cars are now they ditched all of their upgrades and went back to their guitar specs so <laughs> it was kind of like all oh, right what's going to happen you had lewis and russell five and six lando seven signs eight sergio perez down in ninth he put in an awful lap he was like second and a half off of max this time and oscar didn't even get a lap in so it definitely was a shake up of field to see what was going to happen oh yeah yeah i love it when that happens though it gets exciting it does. So you, you know, you know, somebody's going to be having to come through the pack. Some guys are, you know, out of place. So they're going to wreak havoc. Lance Stroll, P3. <laughs> Takes out it the went, front he, half of the grid in turn one. <laughs> he did. You know what? It's always a possibility, but he kept it cool this weekend. He did. He, he did a decent job. I, which makes me so upset because I want the fallout of Daddy Stroll firing his son i want him to be doing awful so there is no argument for it whatsoever now the past couple of weekends he's been turning it on and it's like no 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 you suck go back to the back of the field you got to give the guy a chance i, I don't All so right. we go to the sprint shootout saturday morning um we've got you know dry sunny conditions all intents and purposes looks like it's going to be a, a clean standard sprint shootout q1 you know we lose lance stroll which was hilarious to me going back <laughs> to what we were just talking about we lost both williams joe guan yu and esteban Ocon decided to take him and alonzo out and to fight about it the rest of the weekend it was hilarious <laughs> like you watch the onboard and Ocon completely lost, oversteered into the corner and launched into the front of uh, Fernando Alonso. Now, Fernando Alonso was not all the way against the far side of the track as far as humanly possible to be away from Ocon, but there was he was off the racing line completely. Right. That that um, could have been bad if he would have you know been a little bit differently positioned. And they would have just, you know, both the cars would have hit like that instead of just taking off his front wheel. That could have been a bad one. But yeah, it's funny be. to see Esteban the whole time just like pointing fingers and blaming. Even in uh, the even in the post race, he was blaming him for not being, you know, off the racing line. He was like, and some people say I lost the car. I never lost the car. And it's like, really? Because it was <laughs> sideways going around turn two. Like, like right. I don't know what you call that? <laughs> all right, Dominic Toretto. Yeah. You never had me. You never had the car. <laughs> but Alonzo had the best comebacks ever. He was like, that's fine. He's starting behind me just like last year. He never passed and, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and Alonzo was on one this weekend. It's, Dude, uh, and we've was. always talked about it. Alonzo and Lewis, seeing those guys fighting up at the front, it makes the racing more exciting because you know they're great drivers. You know they've got tons of experience. They're probably not going to make a stupid mistake, and they're going to keep it clean like we got to see, at least with Alonzo. So, yeah, I, well, I, we kind of got to see the TV directors were a big fan of watching a whole lot of nothingness while fighting yeah. was going on. But, yeah, you well, know, whatever. We'll get to that. That was terrible. It was awful. So go to SQ, shootout 
round two, whatever the hell it's called now. And <laughs> kind of, you know, business as usual. Both Haases go out. The other Alpine goes out. Valtteri goes out. Fernando couldn't get his car back on the track, so he didn't even get the set of time. And then we go into Q3, and we got Lando pipping it out front. Yes. Max by four hundredths yes. of a that second. Crazy. Sergio looked great. Man. You know, so does. P9 and, and GP quality. He's P3 here. Again, the Mercedes were four and five. They were looking strong. But we got Yuki Sonoda in P6 and Danny Rick in P8. We were looking good. Those Alpha Tauris, I was like, all right, all right, here we go. Like, yeah, it was exciting. Um, I will say the gap the last like three races between Oscar and Lando has been widening a lot. Oscar's not challenging Lando nearly as much as he was earlier on after summer break, but. Yeah, for sure. They were, you know, a lot of people were talking. I think we talked about this on a, another one, another podcast too, how, you know, people were saying like, hey, maybe Oscar, you know, might be putting his hat in the ring for that lead uh, spot over at uh, McLaren. But don't count Lando out. Lando's yeah. an awesome driver. And I don't know if it's, you know, Oscar, maybe there's an upgrade that just doesn't favor his driving style or just these tracks don't favor his driving style. Maybe those yeah. other tracks at the beginning, right after the summer break were just, you know, perfect for him. But yeah, Lando's definitely been giving it to him. He has. Great SQ3. was setting up for a great sprint. Um, and we go to the sprint. Yes, which I want to say, the last sprint that we had at Coda was kind of lackluster sprint. But since after the summer break, Coda aside, we've had some really good sprint races, and I don't think this one disappointed whatsoever. We got to see some amazing battling it took place almost the entire race. Yeah, we really did. I've only got a couple of notes and, and then just kind of commentary because there was kind of a lot of nothing happening, but a lot of battling just continually happening. Yeah. That was a ton of fun to watch. I, 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 the only notes I've got is the first one, cars one through 10 were all on softs. And then you had the Hasses, both Hasses and Logan Sargent on mediums. So everyone's on softs. Um, Lap one, you had Max immediately blitz by Lando. wasn't even a fair fight and yeah. running off into the distance. But you also had Lewis and Russell from four and five past Sergio Perez into P3 and drop Sergio back to P5, which I was like, okay, you know, Mercedes had a one-two lockout win last year. Like the, maybe these Mercs are going to be uh, strong contenders this weekend. That turned out to be not true. Oh. And the only other note I have is on lap three, they enabled DRS in the entire field had DRS. The entire field <laughs> three laps in was a DRS train. Um, and then I think Lewis ended up breaking it going into the second street. But for a split second there, every car had DRS. I thought that was kind of <laughs> cool. Um, so one thing we, I, that we got to see during the sprint, and this started on lap eight. So lap eight through 10, you had George Russell and Checo Perez when they started going at it. Yep. And it was some really good racing, but you got to see how the DRS spots are set up at this track. This was going to continue throughout the sprint and then also the next day as well. If you pass on that main straight on that first DRS point, by the time you get to turn four with that second one, the other driver is right there with DRS coming to do the same thing, take his spot back. And we got to see that with Russell and Perez a lot. And then uh, lap 12, we got that really awesome battle with Ricardo and Sainz. Same thing started yes. happening. But then. 
Then you had Oscar Piastri, Gasly, Alonso, Ricardo, and Signs all within like half a second to a second of each other, all like in the same spot on the track, just going back and forth. So from lap eight to lap 15 was just wild. But they just yep. kept shuffling back and forth. Like every time they get to the next spot, they just take the spot back. But it was exciting to see. And it was awesome that nobody crashed out because there were some close calls in there. There were a ton. And it was just great clean racing. And you could really see on that, you know, going into turn one, if you covered that inside uh, inside line and made the other car go around the outside, that outside car got a better setup going down into turn four into that second DRS zone. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. You don't want to give your inside yeah. line up because they're going to pass you. But if you give up your, if you know, if you cover the inside line, you're compromised going through two and three. And so it was a very awesome, just kind of watching how different cars and different drivers handle each situation and maybe didn't fight that hard, but set up the DRS for the next zone to fight back. And then you have the third car back challenging because you're going slow battling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was a great time. Uh, and I was so happy to see those yeah. Alpha Tauris fighting. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. We kind of, you know, after that, I think the big thing happened is just managing tires. Everyone's on those softs. You got to go 24 laps. Like everyone kind of, after lap 15, settled into position more or less and and managed tires to the end. But it was interesting seeing everyone go 24 laps. Definitely needed some tire management, but I think it clearly set up a two-stopper, possibly a three-stop for the race. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, the other interesting part for me was seeing that clearly Max and Lando were outclassing everybody else. And to see, because at first, like, Lando Max again, finished not 14 pulling... seconds clear of Sergio Perez. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And to see how... Uh, that gap just kept building up because it looked for a, a second there like Checo might start catching him because we were like every time he went by kind of like counting it and then he just kind of fell off I guess his tires uh, flew or fell off or whatever um, but again it's like to see that Lando or wasn't getting left by Max I know it's Max he's going to drive to basically the skill level and speed of the person behind him Yep. But he, you know, he wasn't like pulling off like crazy. He only beat um, Lando by four seconds. Like you yeah. said, he was sandbagging, I'm sure, there towards the end and just managing, but he, not well, running away anymore. Did you see the the post sprint interview when <laughs> yes. uh, they asked Max like, when or how yeah, when were you pushing? And he was like, When did you start managing the tires? The out <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't max, push once <laughs> max was totally on one with his commentary there's so many memes and stuff going around now this from this weekend him saying he was giving lando a little cookie there in the race yep, to, come yep. on lando and pulling it away <laughs> from him max was funny this weekend. Uh, look max has to do something to give himself some excitement and if yeah. it just means he's like poking fun at people now then that's what he's got to do there's only two more races left he needs a little bit of something and he uh, he himself clinched the constructors championship this weekend. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, and he surpassed the what is it the five highest percentage of leading oh, yeah. laps in a season that stood since what nineteen sixty? Yeah, seventy one years. Uh, Just was, another stat. Uh, what was his name? Such an American uh -oh. name that had it. Uh... Oh my gosh! I just read about it a few <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, yeah no, Max has led to. like 75% of all laps this season, and the former one was 71%. Yeah, uh, pretty crazy. It's a different level. So we get to the starting grid of GP, 
and they handed out, and we're going to talk about the Stewarts. George Russell and both Alpines had two place grid penalties for impeding in the pit lane, which just seems like the absolute dumbest. <laughs> yeah, the I Stewarts did, this weekend, man. I honestly didn't even see what where that came from. I didn't see those the replays or whatever from that because you couldn't see the pits where we were. They didn't ever. I never saw the replay either. I saw one of them for like Gasly, and he was just kind of trundling down. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like we saw tons of cars passing in the pit lanes, which is a legal legal thing to do. No one was on a flyer in the pit lane, obviously. So you impeded them from going slowly. On like it just seemed very dumb. Yeah, that's. It's a, a crappy, uh, crappy way to lose some starting po- or starting position right there, too. Yeah, completely. So we go to the grid. We have every single car starting on softs, except for Logan Sargent, who's down in last place on mediums. Well, we also only had 19 cars make it to the grid. We also, I, I <laughs> guess you're right, because that was my next note. Charles Leclerc. <laughs> why, do, why do we? Oh, I feel... I I I feel so bad for him, and I feel like every time I say that, it's like it's he finds be the a bottom. new low. It, I know, and just the, his radio message, like, oh, why am I so unlucky? It's like my my heart breaks for you, Charlotte Claire. The only man in the past twelve oh. years to have a DNS, a DNF, and a DQ in the same season. He's <laughs> like, hey, you know what? If I can't break records like Max, I'm gonna break my own records. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's breaking them, man. That that oh. poor man. I just can't even imagine how crushed he is. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's not good for him. Oh man. So apparently he so. lost the hydraulics. No one is has reported whether that was before or after he put it into the wall. Um, <laughs> we know he said he lost the hydraulics after he put it into the wall. So <laughs> we're not really sure. Uh, uh. If. That'd be funny. He's like, I lost the front wings. Like, yeah, you hit the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor man. Oh, I know. I know, man. So right. uh, P, P, P2 is no longer on the on the grid. Um, luckily, he even though he somehow lost the hydraulics, it was a drivable car and he drove it off the track. We're just not going to go there. And just, you know, he was <laughs> he didn't delay the race start. Um, we get the start going. Lando and Hamilton pass both both Aston Martins. Lando yeah. dive bomb from what P5 or P6 straight down to yeah. P2. Awesome yeah. start from him. Those Aston Martins just didn't get off the line and and yeah. it was both of them. I don't know if you know it's a car thing, but yeah, they were not moving. They had a They super slow showed start. it on all of the replays during the red flag that Lance specifically cuz Fernando passed Lance. Lance was spinning the tires through second gear. So um, it was just a really bad start for Lance. He he overdid it and roasted the tires, and everyone passed him. Um, but yeah, Lando just sent it down the inside. Awesome job from him. Um, the light tree was crazy long. Even the commentators yes. were saying something about, I can't believe none of the cars didn't jump. Or, y- you know, you're so sensitive. You know, they're making, they're hitting the gas a quarter second after it turns you know, the lights go out, but that light tree was long. Yeah. Super interesting. Even um, Alex Jakes, you kind of hear it in his commentary because he was like, what was he saying? And 
not you know martin brundle does it's, you know lights out and away we go i forget what alex jake said he switched it up this week which is weird i listened a lot to of times, sky sports this week so i would had brundle and crofty oh nice nice it's good to hear those guys every now and then especially since dc wasn't there this week yeah. but you could hear his cadence when he was getting ready to like say that the race has started he kind of had to like uh, uh, like stutter or you know pause a little bit because it took so long but yeah that's one thing i noticed too We'd miss with Martin Brundle, the uh, grid walk, talking about Machine Gun Kelly in the world's most awkward interview. That was so awkward. It was so bad. <laughs> Such like, a weird. Play, play the air air piano with me? Like, oh, no, that was strange. I don't Anyways. even pay attention to my career. It's like, well, clearly. <laughs> no one else does either. Clearly but, you don't pay attention to Formula One either. Yeah, it was uh, so weird. But then we have both Hasses and an Albon getting tangled up in the back. The Hulkenberg got squeezed. He hit Albon, who sent it into Magnuson and took you know both of them out. Magnuson's rear tire came off and decided to get two more kills. And, uh, <laughs> it definitely did. <laughs> you saw it, too, because it hit Hulkenberg's rear tire and then shot out of there at, yeah. at warp speed and took Danny out. Um, just nailed his rear wing and Oscar Piastri's rear wing got hit as well. And yeah, they were both done. Um, yeah, they, they got kind of lucky too, though. That, that could have been dangerous with that wheel, that tire coming down. That tire um, was moving. And also kind of with the, the damage that they had, they got lucky there too. Cause if that would have like hit the side of the car and busted the side pod or something, they would have been out. They probably um, would have preferred that after what happened. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably. But uh, so, they, you know, immediate safety car, obviously, is going to happen. Uh, so we've got, you know, Max out in P1, Lando now P2. We have uh, Hamilton in P3, Alonzo, and then Stroll, uh, four and five. And, uh, you know, we come around. They are going to go through the pit lane. And when they go through the pit lane, Oscar and Danny pull into their pit because they're like, we're done. Rear wing's broken. They go through the pit lane, and right after that, they red flag the race. Everyone comes back around, comes in, and they decide with Danny and Oscar that they can try and fix the car under red flag. On the restart, they'll have to start from the pit lane because you're kind of coming out of park firm, or because they went into the pits. Mm -hmm. Instead of sitting there on the racetrack or on that pit lane because they went into their garage, it was considered like breaking park firm A, and you had to start from the pit lane. But if they could get the cars repaired, they'd get to race. So we go through the red flag. We see that they get the cars fixed. We do formation lap starting out of the pits, come up to the grid. Danny and Oscar peel off to go into the pit lane. Race restarts. Everything goes very smooth. But all of a sudden, you're looking on the timing tree, and it says that Danny and Oscar are plus one lap. And yeah. it's like, what? That's weird. Oh, I get, you know, I guess the cars did do like a quarter of a lap before the red flag after they pulled in but they were i would say i remember looking at it and be like surely they're just gonna like tick that up yeah and they're just gonna go to the computer and but no they I, didn't they they because they did not do that second lap with the safety car under the red flag condition they were considered a full lap down which seems absolutely ridiculous to me that under the red flag they don't get to unlap themselves true yeah, that like, was something I was confused the entire race for that. That was one of those lost in translations. I'm sure they said it. I just had no they idea. They never why. did. It wasn't until after the race I started digging into it to figure out what happened. And the, essentially, because of the GPS system, it counts. 
their laps. Uh, For them to unlap themselves, they would have to have physically driven around the track to unlap themselves on the electronic system, which seems so rudimentary and so dumb that there's not a computer person there that can just tick it up. <laughs> like that, that, yeah. that seems so dumb to me and is really a big ding against the stewards. Cause I would have loved to seen them fight back through the field, but you're just a full lap down on mm-hmm. lap three. You're hosed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do much with that. It, it, that seems so ridiculous to me, but we only have three cars out at this point, right? We got, <laughs> Uh, K Mag, Albon, and who was the Leclerc? Other went? Leclerc, thank you. Who had a DNS race restart? Everything goes pretty smooth all the way through lap eight. Lando was battling Max, yes, and they were they were clear of Alonso. I noticed on lap eight, they were two and a half seconds clear of Alonso. I was like, dang, <laughs> they they move, and Alonso blew by Hamilton, who didn't even fight it. Uh, was definitely the beginning of the end for the Mercedes. Yeah, that Mercedes and, was having some issues this weekend. Yes. And you could hear it in the in the radios and all that, especially afterwards, how Toto was talking to Lewis. And, oh, man, that's not good. Yeah, it's, I, I, feel like, I feel like it's not that car's fault. I feel like having the one practice session that Mercedes didn't get it right this time. Yeah. I really think they just did not set the car up right. There's been uh, glimmers of of hope with that car this year. They've had some yeah. really good. I mean, hell, he was P two in uh, uh last week. Yep. It, it, it. I think they hosed themselves a little bit. Um, but you know, it, it was weird. I noted like on lap fourteen, Perez passed Russell, and Russell was behind Hamilton and was like, "Hey, I'm not going to fight right now." Russell is Mr. Passive Aggressive English guy yeah. the entire freaking weekend. It's just <laughs> the worst personality out there. <laughs> Um, and, and you know, it's funny because he fell out of DRS range from Lewis and Perez picked him off. And then he was like, are we not working together here? Man, yeah. was like, well, yeah. why don't you drive faster and stay in DRS range there? Genius. Like freaking God, I couldn't stand this so weekend. Four laps later, Perez picks off Hamilton. Uh, they, you know, we go through a round of pits. Everyone throws on the mediums. Lap 20, Lewis says that his front tire isn't turning with the <laughs> steering wheel right. I was like, oh, I wrote that down because I was like, oh, I bet he's about to like crash or something. And you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. Normal Lewis complaining about nothing on the radio. Yeah. Uh, lap 24, Joe Guan Yu retires. Yeah. It on around. What happened? Technical power unit issue. Uh, just very vague Ferrari issues. Yep. Ferrari issues. Which is ironic because it wasn't long after that Botas also retired for the exact same Ferrari yeah. power unit issue. <laughs> so don't tell signs. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got lap 32, Russell complaining about Lewis. It was the most passive aggressive. I don't know if you heard it uh, when you were watching it, but he was like, I haven't been on the radio for a while because I thought it was pretty obvious about the pace, but I guess I have to say something here. It's like, Russell, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You suck, dude. <laughs> yeah, I did see that afterwards, and it was the same thing. It was just like, why? What are you? What are you complaining about? Like, why are you saying this? Don't keep it off the radio. Talk about it later. Like a spoiled little girl. Like, yeah. Ugh. It, I think it's a perfect way to say passive aggressive for sure. Um, lap forty-two, Alonzo radio. Uh, 
<laughs> apparently the the commentators brought it up. They didn't air it live, but uh, Crofty was talking about it. Apparently, Alonzo saw the the Mercedes dropping way back on the on the leader's tree and asked what was happening to the Mercedes. And uh, his <laughs> his engineer came back and said they're dying. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he like he's so aware. He's earlier in the season we we're talking about he's watching Lance Stroll pass people on the on the screens. Yeah, now he's at <laughs> Miami. Doing, yeah, he's doing his own technical analysis now as he's driving, watching the lap times go down. <laughs> go up. What happened to the Mercedes? They're dying. No, okay. <laughs> and not long after that, Russell retires for a oil oil temperature spiking issue which they said would have led to power unit failure yeah he was on his way out of the points anyways at that point so yeah, they were just and they weren't getting any faster so it's just no they, they were probably tired they're probably keep... tired of him talking on the radio <laughs> they're just like bring him in just just, just total wanted up. to have a word with him <laughs> yeah it was oh god he was annoying and then we get to the last three laps with alonzo and perez Oh my God, bro! <laughs> I should say the last like fifteen laps of yes. Alonzo holding Perez back. Yes, Perez was not getting anywhere near him. Alonzo just hold, kept maintaining that gap until that last lap battle, which it, oh, it was man. so good. And they were talking about the unconventional line Alonzo kept taking through turn twelve, um, turn four, where he was breaking in a straight line past the apex, turning hard and accelerating faster out and they are saying that in those drs zones that just little bit of extra acceleration he was able to get to get to top speed was defeating the red bull yeah like perez just kept on being not quite close enough to overcome that which just wily old fox alonzo was awesome amazing that was so cool and then when he finally did get past him and you're like oh no is he gonna be able to do it and then fernando alonzo well, first off, he pressured Perez. Perez went a little bit deep into turn one. And so Alonso got a good run coming out of there and then hit him with the rope-a-dope of the century. Like he, the rope-a-dope oh, of the century, bro. That was so good. He just like uh, initially just like feigned a little left and just yanked it. And Perez took a hook, line, and sinker and just flew right by. Oh, he did. And I think this is what goes back to like what separates world champions from the rest is when the pressure is on, they put in perfect laps. And yeah. you saw Perez go deep into turn one and everyone saw it and everyone was like, oh, oh he's compromised going into like two and three. Like even the announcers were all, they were, we were like, Perez just screwed up. And Alonzo took it, ran it, and came around lap turn 12, again went deep, got that acceleration. But man, Perez was right there. Is like I don't know if Alonzo's gonna hold this drag race. Yeah, dude, that it, it looked like it looked like Perez came out of that last turn so fast because he just closed that distance. And you know, if that finish line was fifty hundred feet farther, it would have been over. It would have been. Man, bad. he closed that that gap like crazy. It was wild to see that Alonzo beat him by fifty three thousandths of a second across the line. Man, that was that was awesome. I haven't seen a finish like that in so a long good. time. And the thing was the freaking TV directors. Like oh, we started missing parts of the battle. We that, missed that, so many battles. We watched one, signs drive around the track for like four laps while battles were going on. It was yeah. Awful. It it 
it cuts back and you see Lando Norris looking like he's going around the outside of Max. You're like, where did this come from? And it was just like, what are you doing? What are they showing on TV right now? I feel like the TV director and the stewards high five for who's going to try and ruin the sport for that weekend. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, like good. Like you guys did, you guys did a good job last week, but what do you see when we got up our sleeves for this week? There's going to be some awesome battles at Interlagos <laughs> and we're going to watch a Ferrari in eighth place. Yeah. Do nothing. It's going to be we're great. Just, we're just going to go back to a replay of the start. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening? Right it now? was so frustrating. So Man, what a race. Max Verstappen wins it. Lando is only eight seconds behind Max at the finish line, who's 34 seconds ahead of Fernando Alonso. Like, Lando was on. If there was anybody else out in front of him, he would have won. But yeah, Max and that Red Bulls just. I, I still want to know what happened because I was watching the. I went back and I was able to watch Max's onboards for those laps where uh, Lando was coming up and almost passed him. And there wasn't, Max wasn't talking. GP nope. was just giving him, I think he only gave him two. He said 0.3. And then like a lap or two later, he said 1.3 because Max had pulled that gap. There was no signs of like, uh, you know, anybody getting nervous or anything like that. So I don't know if he was just, I guess, giving him a cookie, like he said the day before, <laughs> or what was happening, it, if it was a lapse of judgment or what. It but yeah, did come out quick. that Max almost went, long into turn four and went off the track on the last lap because he was watching the big screen <laughs> of Alonzo and Sergio's uh, battle and he almost That's missed awesome. turn four. And so I do wonder <laughs> if he was already just in super max mode and watching the TVs and was like, oh shit, yeah. Lando's right there. He's probably watching the TV and it's like, oh, what? Look at that McLaren. Oh, shit, that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Better pick it up. <laughs> and he did. Two-second gap. Next lap, it wasn't even. And let's, so let's talk about a little bit of the Lando-McLaren uh, strategy. So Max Pitts throws on the softs for the final you know, 20 laps or whatever. Um, Lando's leading the race. This is like lap you know, 55, 60. And... He, Lando's 13 seconds clear of Max on a who's on a scrub set of softs. Lando's still in the mediums. Everyone was like, is he gonna try the one stopper yeah. and like take this long? Or are we hoping for a safety car? I thought that was really good strategy on McLaren's part to say, you know, we're 30 seconds clear of third place. We have nothing but, you know, the worst case scenario is we're gonna finish in second here. And so let's see what happens. They left Lando out there and Max started chewing out two seconds a lap. Yeah. On and they were like, no, nope, okay, gonna go ahead and bring him in. There's no point yeah. in <laughs> like the it, writing's it, on the wall at this, this point. But hey man, you gotta you gotta try. Uh, you gotta try. I was super and, and I think that like we all have the benefit of hindsight now, but in that moment, you know, you're probably like, no one's ran the mediums at, all the way through this race. What if we have a blowout and we go from second place to last place? Like, yeah, we're not gonna this this one stopper is not gonna work. Bring him in, throw some softs on, we'll take our P2. That's, that's probably it was, tough. It's probably tough for Lando too, because when you think about, that's the reason he doesn't have a race win right now, is because that decision in 2021 in Sochi to not pit for the wet tires, he tried yep. to stay out and go go long on the mediums, and wound up getting passed by a lot of people after that. Yep. And so I'm sure he's a little gun shy too. So, you know, you got. I like. I like that they tried it though. You know, I like that a they couple tried. laps. We'll we'll see what happens, and then you know, no harm, no foul. Right back to P two. 
But yeah, yeah, man, that McLaren, it's it's so awesome to see. If there was anybody else, if Max Verstappen was not in the sport right now, Lando would be a four six time a six time race winner. Yeah. I mean Yeah, for sure. He he he's he's would have surpassed, you know, Leclerc as the unluckiest man alive. <laughs> Who is about to, if Leclerc took pole this weekend, he would tie Fernando Alonso for total poles. Fernando Alonso is a two-time world champion. Leclerc's won <laughs> four races. Like, I, I like the stat. Last, last week, what was it? I, I don't know the exact number, but it was something like Max Verstappen has won 13 times from a Charles Leclerc pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's uh, such unlucky stats. Yeah, that's Max is just ruining the sport for half of the talented <laughs> drivers in the field right now. Um, but that was, you know, hey, in kudos, we had Lance Stroll in P5, Carlos Sainz P6, we had Yuki Sonoda in P9 getting points. It, it was a great, great yep. race. Yeah, it was. It, it was. it was awesome. I enjoyed it. I don't think that Brazil disappointed whatsoever. And now we've got two more races. Got. Las Vegas, which I don't think anybody has high hopes for that one. No, it's an it's upside just... down pig. It's spider pig. Yeah. From, yeah. from the Simpsons. <laughs> it looks like an awful oh, way out. Yeah. So we'll it's see good. what happens. It's going to be all hype train and no racing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, heroes and zeros. Let's all do right. it. So let's start off with the zeros. I'm going to start off with my, yep. My first zero is going to be Ferrari reliability. Which we saw Charles Leclerc with his hydraulic issue. Whether he saw... caused it or not, <laughs> still up in the air. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. All right? <laughs> then we had both of the Alfa Romeos going out with some sort of mysterious issue. So that Ferrari reliability is rearing its head again. And so that's, that wasn't a good one. Yeah. Um, then, man, Mercedes, dude, they're just sitting ducks this weekend. No performance. Russell had to retire the car. So they're definitely a zero. And for me, my other one is the TV directors. That was, it's bad. We're missing so much. It's almost like the TV director doesn't watch Formula One. Yeah. Like they don't know what to, what to look at. Yeah. I have the, almost the exact same. Mercedes is my first one. Just awful, awful weekend for them. Uh, I think they kind of screwed it up. Not getting the car set up right. And they were just annoying to watch. Like at least when Red Bull's losing, they're generally like angry and yelling, and it's kind of great entertainment. Like just the crybaby passive aggressiveness from the whole team is just awful to watch. Yeah, yeah. and the the apologies afterwards. Like, oh, I know the car. It's like keep all that stuff off the radio. Some of that stuff needs to be kept team internal. We'll discuss it when you get back. Even Lewis after that was like, oh, we'll talk about it later. I was very surprised with Lewis's response to Toto. He was yeah. clearly unhappy and was like, oh, no, we're not doing this I'm so sorry thing. Like, Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you don't think the Alpines and the Alfa Romeos are on the radio or, you know, post-race complaining about how bad their cars are? Like, keep it off the radio. Y'all are yeah. annoying to listen to. For sure. Yeah, Ferrari power units. And I put Ferrari slash leclerc like i'm gonna call leclerc out as a zero for being the (laughs) unluckiest man alive he's Uh, he crashed out in the formation lap how many people crash out in formation laps multiple times he's got to have a record for that at this point (laughs) this awful and then yeah the tv director and the and the stewards the whole oscar and danny plus one lap the whole two place grid penalties for impeding in the pit lane 
Go away. <laughs> they did so well last week, too. I did. I yeah. They you, they were on your heroes list last week. They were. I had to call them out, and they they botched it this weekend. Heroes. All right, who you got there? Aston Martin. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, good on Alonzo for that P3 finish. Freaking Lance Strolls in P5. They're looking competitive again. I don't know how competitive. It's kind of all over the place, kind of like Mercedes, but you know, kudos on them. Um, yeah. Lando. Lando Norris. And he's been doing what Lando does, but to be able to keep up with Max and leave the rest of the field like he is, I think he's driving more than that car is capable of. And it's awesome to watch. And then, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw one out there. I'm going to go throw one out there for Logan Sargent. All right. Logan Sargent came in P11. He didn't crash the car. Probably the best finish all year for him. <laughs> Logan Sargent, you're right. And it was one of those where I'm watching it and I'm looking at all the DNFs and I'm like, there's a chance. All we need is one more DNF and then you'll be up in the points. Logan Sargent only had to beat Nico Hulkenberg because then it was all of the lap cars and <laughs> DNFs behind him. But he beat Nico Hulkenberg and got that P11, bro. He did. Good job, Logan. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So mine are similar. Uh, I had Alonzo, but yeah, I, I could be persuaded to go with all of uh, uh, Aston Martin on that. Um, Lando Norris. I think you and I have had Lando Norris as a hero for multiple, multiple races running right now. And so... He's definitely there for what he did this weekend. And my third hero, I'm going to just say, you know, Interlagos as a whole. It was a good, I thought it was entertaining. It was fun. Uh, I was happy to be there. And yeah, it was just a good weekend overall. So I got the Interlagos as a whole. Nice. Yeah. But All right. Let's review these predictions. Okay. <laughs> so for the sprint quality, I had pole or P1 for that as max. I had Hamilton. Ooh, which it was Norris. Norris. Yeah. So we both missed that one. All yep. right. And then so for uh, Sprint P3, who'd you have? I had Lando. I had Leclerc. Mm. No, it was Sergio. <laughs> was the right answer. Did not miss that one. Who just oh, P2? P2, I had Lewis. I had Lewis as well. Right mm. answer was Lando. Yep. P1. And then P Max. We got. We both got it. We got hey. we got old faithful. <laughs> oh, what was your wild card? I forget yours on that one. Safety car in the sprint. And we, we did not have did not. We did not. Did not happen. So much happens over the weekends. I'm like, was that the sprint or was that the race? Yeah. This is the race. Um yeah. my wild card was a Ferrari DNF. Uh, I had the missed wrong. it by a one formation lap. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, next for the poll for the Grand Prix, I had Max on that one. I had Leclerc. Oh, who is P2, kind of almost <laughs> all right. P3, I had oh, yeah, I forgot about that. My P3 in the race, I had Max Verstappen. Yeah, I had Lando. The correct answer was Alonzo by 53 thousandths of a second. Nobody saw that one coming. All right. P2, I had Lando Norris. You got it. I had. Yeah, Hamilton. buddy. Okay. Well, P1, I had Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I had Max. So I got that one. Okay. Okay. And then wild card? My, my wild card was there was going to be a Max Verstappen recovery drive. 
because something was going to happen and he was going to have to fight up through the field, which yeah, he the, just took it and just kept it the whole race. So yeah, that's what happened. Mine was that Checo was going to go out in Q2 of quality, which Checo had a decent showing this week. He, yeah. he, he didn't. He got oh, beat man. by an Aston Martin and a Mercedes or in a McLaren, but you know, we're not going there. He, he did well comparatively to his recent performances. That's so. not saying much. All right. It's not, it's not, not saying much. It's throwing so, him a bone, throwing a bone. Overall, right. phenomenal weekend. I'm so glad the sprints are over. It's too much. Yeah. Weekend. Yeah, for sure. So we've got what well, we got two weeks from now. We've got uh, Las Vegas. We got Spider then, Pig. And then we go to Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Interesting. And we'll will see. Lewis close the gap to Checo? I think Checo can actually seal the deal in Las Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. But there's a lot that has to happen for that. He can seal so. the deal. So currently, Checo is 20. No, I'm sorry. 32 points ahead of Lewis. So Lewis is going to be tough for Lewis. Unless we got another DNF for Checo. Two DNFs in a row. I don't know. I don't know. Fernando Alonso's in P4 at 198, but Lando Norris is at 195 right behind him. Behind him. I don't know that uh, Fernando's going to maintain that P4 in the or in the championship. Not the way Lando's been driving. No. It's going to be a tough ask for Alonso. Yeah. It's man. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, so we'll be back either later this week or next week. I'm not sure. Uh, probably, let's say next week. Okay. You need, look uh, like you need a couple of days of sleep. <laughs> I do. We'll be back next week with our, uh, our Las Vegas prediction or preview pod. Other than that, if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review and share it with a friend. A friend. I need some sleep. I'm going to take a nap. Uh, so that's it for me. <laughs> Unless you got anything else, Dylan. That's it. All right. Well, on that note. Stay classy, America. We'll see you next time. I'm so tired. Spider pig. Spider pig. <laughs> does whatever spider pig does. Thank <laughs> you.